Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Rams and Packers meet up to see who's king of the NFC Hill. The Titans and Patriots are ready to settle who's number one in the AFC. And will the winner of Browns Ravens tell us who's the best in the AFC North? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. It is the premier matchup of the Thanksgiving weekend slate Packers, Rams, NFC bragging rights, and potential enormous playoff implications on the line at Lambeau Field Sunday afternoon. Sosa Kamenjas from Locked On Rams joins me now. And Sosa, this is a Rams team looking to get back on track. Two straight losses going into their bye week. I am, I am concerned that this is not going to coalesce the way that they thought it would. What, what can they do to get this back on track? Yeah, there's a lot of things that this team needs to clean up coming out of this bye week. Of course, back-to-back primetime losses, not just, you know, last second we lost on a field goal. No, they looked really discombobulated, really bad offensively, and both on primetime. So the world yeah. got to see it. So now you the Rams got to so, get... So they were ass-kickings. Oh, they were really, really bad. Yeah, it didn't feel good <laughs> recording those until 2 in the morning <laughs> Eastern time, I'll tell you that. So um, unfortunately for the Rams, now they're coming out of their bye week with maybe the toughest game on their schedule in total, really, the whole season. But they need to just play a clean game. At the end of the day, if you win, great. You hold the tiebreaker. If you don't, you know, your season's not necessarily over. Seems like the Rams are most likely going to end up in that fifth seed in the playoffs anyways. But you need to get back on track. Play a clean game on offense. No more turnovers. No more pick sixes. Uh, no more drops on third downs that are drive killers. And defensively, just try to, you know, utilize what you have in your secondary and hold the Packers from killing you in one play, a 67-yard touchdown or one of these long plays and make them earn those 12, 13, 15 play drives. A lot easier said than done when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. But in my opinion here, just play a clean game. Whatever happens out of that, you take that momentum in the ne- into the next few weeks and, and try to stack up some wins going you know closer to the playoffs here. This is a game that the Rams brought Matthew Stafford to LA to win to have a quarterback matchup not seem so lopsided. This isn't Jared Goff versus Aaron Rodgers. This is Matt Stafford against Aaron Rodgers. Now, this is a matchup that Packer fans have seen many times. It usually plays out a certain type of way, but never with Sean McVay and and Cooper Cup and OBJ and all these guys. So how much of this game, do you think, is a referendum of sorts on this approach, on the, the picks given up? Like if the Packers win this game, It seems like it changes the way that we view this trade because these were the moments, the Titans game, the 49ers game in prime time. These were the moments that Matthew Stafford was brought here for. Certainly is. I mean, at the end of the day, Jared Goff was a guy that was a solid quarterback. Like he's not great. He needs to be elevated by everything around him. Sean McVay, the scheme. And they did a good job of doing that. Go to the playoff consistently, win playoff games. Like they had a lot of success together. So now you bring Stafford in. It's for those pivotal matchups. Like you mentioned, the San Francisco 49ers who have beaten up on you for two and a half years. Now the Green Bay Packers, who you lost to last year in the playoffs in the divisional round. Of course, we're not going to know what the barometer is like until we get into the playoffs, because at the end of the day, anything can happen there, right? The Bucs last year, 
didn't look that great at this point in the season. You know, they did look like they still had a lot of things to work through and they go and win the Super Bowl ultimately. So there's still a lot ahead of the Rams here. And ultimately, we can't really know what the returns are going to look like, the ROI when it comes to the season. But as you mentioned, I mean, this is a great opportunity to not only get back on track, hold maybe a tiebreaker over the Packers if they can somehow win this game, get themselves in a position to maybe win the NFC West, maybe win the NFC but also just to get that momentum back on offense, get Matthew Stafford and that offense back in good graces, get, you know, Sean McVay back into his rhythm, into his zone. Uh, so this game has a lot more undertones than just a simple W or L like most weeks. Follow Locked on Rams and Locked on Packers for more on two of the favorites to win the NFC. Coming up, the Patriots have been red hot and take on a Titans team that remains ahead of them in the AFC standings, but comes in incredibly banged up. Here's what to look for on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Plenty of football lines this weekend on betonline.ag. Ohio State and Michigan square off with plenty on the line and not just bragging rights. Betonline.ag has the Buckeyes favored in Ann Arbor by seven and a half. The Jets and Texans face each other with next to nothing on the line. Should be a close game, though. BetOnline.ag favors the Texans by two and a half. The Texans giving points. What a time to be alive. And Justin Herbert and the Chargers travel to Mile High to take on the Broncos. BetOnline.ag favors the road team, L.A., laying three. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. And don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to get that welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. It is a battle of two AFC contenders, but if you look at the odds, they do not reflect that. Bet Online likes the Patriots by six and a half over the Tennessee Titans, in part because the Titans come in incredibly banged up. Joining me now from Locked on Titans, Tyler Rowland and Ty, uh, this is a, a seemingly even matchup if these teams are healthy. They are not. And from that standpoint, especially when it comes to Ryan Tannehill, who has had his worst games without Derrick Henry, I'm concerned that the Titans just don't have enough dudes in this game. Yeah, and I'm with you. And and yes, the Titans' offense has taken a down tick without Derrick Henry. That's going to be the case. But as I've kind of said since that happened, that's going to make the Titans' offense miss the explosive runs. And they're not right. getting those home run you know, runs, home run runs from Derrick Henry. But the problem is, I said that I said this today on Twitter, and I, the Titans lose their ability to be one of the best offenses in the NFL when they lose Derrick Henry. They lose their ability to be an NFL offense at all when they lose A.J. Brown. That's, the, you know, no Julio, no A.J., no Derrick Henry. This is a, a practice squad offense right now. I mean, they signed Golden Tate off his couch, and he's going to have to play. This week, I mean, Ryan Tannehill threw an interception last week because a practice squad wide receiver, Des Fitzpatrick, just ran the wrong route. So the Titans are in a really bad spot when it comes to injuries. A record-setting number of injuries for an entire NFL season only through 11 weeks. So I got to I gotta agree with Vegas on this one. I think the Patriots definitely do should be the favorite and definitely do have a great chance to win this game at home. Here is the flip side of that to me. Since week four, the Titans are seventh in EPA per play on defense. This defense has taken an enormous leap forward, and they're doing it because Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, they are dominating. Danico Autry, they are dominating up front. Is that the path, do you think, to say, okay, Mac Jones, 
you're not going to beat us. We're going to control the run game and our front. They are going to take over this game. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, it does have to be. What I'm really looking for in this game is tendency breaks. So the Patriots have been playing about 60-70% zone on defense, but the way that everybody attacks the Titans' offense is by playing tight man coverage. So will Bill Belichick go away from what's been so successful during this hot run for the Patriots to do what's best against the Titans? That'll be interesting. And then on the flip side, looking at that Titans offense, the Titans offense has played a lot more 11 personnel this year with three wide receivers, whereas last year they were the tight end most heavy offense in the NFL under Arthur Smith running 13 personnel with three tight ends, 12 Mm -hmm. personnel with two tight ends. Well, the Patriots have been running a ton of five and six defensive backs looks because Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duggar, those guys, the physicality there, they're basically like linebackers. So will the Titans go back to what they had done in the last two seasons and play heavy tight end personnel with two and three tight ends at all time to try to get New England out of what they do best? On defense. That's really what I'm looking for. The Patriots are best with five or six defensive backs. They're best in zone coverage. Well, the Titans are going to try to put them in non five and six defensive back situations with heavy tight ends, and the Titans are worse against man coverage. So you're already asking the Patriots to do things that they have not, not that they can't have success, but they've been more successful in this hot streak doing the other things as compared to what is best against the Titans. So will the Titans break tendency from this season and go back to the heavy tight end packages to get New England's defense out of those heavy DB personnels? And will the Patriots go with man coverage over zone coverage, which has proved to work better against the Titans? That's going to be super interesting to see. Tyus, we were talking, I pulled up the, the Titans depth chart and I looked at their receiver group after AJ Brown. Can you just, can you just let the listeners know the names of the guys we're talking about. Cause I'm looking at this going, I, I think I recognize like one and a half of these dudes. Yeah. So Nick Westbrook, Akina right now, see, we talk about AJ and Julio, but Marcus Johnson, who the Titans third wide receiver, he's out for the rest of the season with a hamstring. Now cam Batson, who's been with the team for a little bit slot, quick change of direction guy. He tore his ACL earlier in the year. So mm. right now the Titans have Nick Westbrook, Akina, who is an undrafted free agent out of Indiana who's really a special teams gunner and a, and a blocking specialist. They have him as their number one wide receiver. Number Oof. two, they're going to have Des Fitzpatrick, the fourth-round rookie out of Louisville who was just awful in training camp and preseason, got cut as a fourth-round pick. The Titans traded three picks to get up and get Des Fitzpatrick <laughs> in the fourth round, even though Dane Brugler and PFF didn't even have him rated in their pre-draft guides. So the Titans made a big swing and miss there. He comes in, Des Fitzpatrick catches a touchdown last week, but also, like I said, he's the wide receiver who ran the wrong route, and it turned into an interception for Ryan Tannehill. You can hear on the TV copy of last week's game, Tannehill going, Des, do you got it? After he made an audible on a critical third down, like, there is zero trust that this guy knows what he's doing out on the field. That's probably why a fourth-round rookie didn't make the roster and hasn't been called up until all these injuries. So there's their top three. They signed Golden Tate off his couch to try to come in and help. Uh, maybe a, a small-school undrafted guy like Mason Kinsey, who's like a Wes Welker-type guy, can play in the slot. Um, you you guys know what kind of player I'm talking about when I say a Wes Welker, Danny Amendola-type guy. So just get the visual if you need to. But either way, those are the guys that are going to be out there. Yes, yes. 
Those are the guys that are going to be out there for the Titans. And it makes you wonder, Bell Belichick is famous for, we're going to shut down the top option on the offense. Well, he may get frazzled out by not having an option to need to shut down. <laughs> Follow Locked on Titans for more. Coming up, the Ravens survived without Lamar Jackson last weekend and reportedly are getting him back. If they can beat the Browns, will that definitively prove they're the best team in the AFC North? It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, not quite Christmas. Black Friday and Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that has ever been in the history of Black Friday's new limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. You want high-end deliciousness at a discount? All through Black Friday weekend, get at least 20% off anything and everything at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED20. They are upping the ante. Got new flavors, ruby chocolate puffs, marshmallowy goodness covered in chocolate. This has never been done with Built Bar before. Dark chocolate, white chocolate, and now ruby chocolate joins the Built Bar Club. Ruby chocolate has a beautiful rose color, holiday friendly, and it's an actual type of chocolate that has a berry taste to it. Unique and delicious. They've also got lemon dipped cheesecake puffs. Are you serious with this? Lemon dipped cheesecake you had me at lemon dipped, but then you add the cheesecake. Oh, let's go. A Built Bar Black Friday weekend isn't complete without the word free. Buy any box of Built Bars through Sunday and get two of their brand new candy bars, Built Crave, for free. Built has finally done it. They've come out with an actual candy bar that is a great alternative to the bar that claims they satisfy. It's caramel flavored, chocolate loaded with peanuts, giving that that nutty, chocolatey, mm, so good candy bar taste. Crave only 160 calories plus 17 grams of protein. You knew that Built had to come through with the protein in the candy bar. Show me a candy bar that comes even close to that. You don't have to fight crowds. You don't have to get up early. It's the best Black Friday deal that you can find. 20% off Built Bars and two Crave Bars all at Built.com Plus, get 60%, yes, 60% off Built Broth and Built Boost, plus 40% off Built Swag. Just enter promo code LOCK20 at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. It is an AFC North slugfest on Sunday. The Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Baltimore Ravens by Bet Online, three and a half point favorites. Lamar Jackson makes his return from yet another illness, this time, fortunately, not COVID-19. Joining me now from Locked on Ravens, Kevin Ostreicher. And Kevin, this is a, a Baltimore team that I think we have seen can be susceptible to big plays in the passing game. But on defense, in terms of the run game, they're fourth in success rate this season. It seems like they have the kind of defense that is, in fact, built to stop a team like the Browns. Yeah, you know, you talk about a Cleveland team and their bread and butter is the run game. Baker Mayfield obviously playing very, very injured right now. So you don't really know what to expect out of him, but you know what you get in Nick Chubb. The Browns did designate Kareem Hunt to return. Jack Conklin, you know, whether they will play on Sunday night does remain to be seen. But they do have talent on that offense. They have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, probably yep. a top five unit. So the Ravens, their strength, as you mentioned, has been defending the run. The pass game is 
been a bit of an issue. They're bottom five in a lot of pass defense categories. They are the number one third down defense through 11 weeks. They are the number one red zone defense through 11 weeks. So they are playing well, but you know, you look at the big pass plays, you see, for example, week 11 against Chicago, 60 yards, 49 yards. You have also 23 yards. It's those types of plays that can really hurt a defense, not just on the field, but, you know, in a statistical category, that's all adding up and contributing to it. So I don't I don't think the Ravens defense is necessarily as bad in the passing game as the stats indicate, but they do definitely have to improve on the big plays because it has been a recurring issue that needs to be fixed. On the other side of the ball, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns are going to have to stop Lamar Jackson, who, as we said, is back. And what's interesting about the Cleveland Brown defense, which has been a roller coaster all season, is they have a solid success rate against the run, but are a bottom 10 team in terms of total rush EPA, which suggests that they will give up some explosives. Well, Lamar Jackson, maybe no one more explosive on the ground than Lamar Jackson. So if you're the Ravens, are, are, how do you attack this defense? Yeah, I think you have to try to establish a ground game first and foremost. Now, the issue with that is Baltimore's ground game. You look at the pure box score stats, you see them top five in a lot of categories, attempts, yards, touchdowns, yards per carry. But for those who actually you know have watched the team for a couple of years, you kind of understand that it's not been the same whatsoever. And that is because of J.K. Dobbins and that loss, Gus Edwards and that loss. The offensive line is going through their losses as well. So the, the rushing offense has really been the quarterback. So whether it is Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley, as we saw in Week 11, but not much else. Devonta Freeman has improved, but he hasn't been amazing. Latavius Murray is more of a north-south runner right now. So they're working with what they have. Obviously, they were dealt this injury hand. They have to deal with it. But if I'm the Ravens and looking at this Browns defense, if they can establish that ground game, considering how well their pass game has played this season, has taken a big leap. I think you can avoid the whole one-dimensional thing where, you know, teams don't have to stack the boxing and drop back into coverage because, oh, the run game isn't a threat anymore, so you don't have to worry about it. So if they can establish that ground game, fast starts also are key. The Ravens have not done that very well over the course of the season. If they can get out to a 10, 14-point lead early, they can use a ball control offense to really ice the game away over the third and fourth quarters. So you mentioned the passing game and, and no doubt it has made an improvement this season, but I'm looking at personnel and, and I think... Uh, we have to, when you're trying to put together these matchups, and I'm looking at Miles Garrett, and I'm looking at the corners that the Browns have and the safeties that the Browns have, and then I look at the Ravens. They have Lamar Jackson, and I love Rashad Bateman's talent. I think Sammy Watkins is a very useful secondary player. I think Hollywood Brown is, is kind of having a breakout year, but I feel like the, the Browns have the blue chip talent here. Why should I have faith? that the Ravens are going to be able to win their one-on-one -on -one matchups. Yeah, well, I think both teams do have talent. I think everybody looked at the Browns in the offseason. They saw that blue chip talent, and they said, wow, you know, this is a competitor in the AFC. And I still think, you know, the injuries have taken a huge toll on them, and they have had to deal with some stuff. Now, the Ravens have had their injury issues as well. But <laughs> I do think with this Ravens team, how resilient they have been, you know, they, they've been – down and out multiple times this season, you know, against the Chiefs and against the Colts. And you could even look at Minnesota and even the Bears to an extent late in that game. Yeah. And they have come back and they have won those football games. It hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been perfect. They've been overmatched at times from a, a blue chip perspective or a star perspective, but they believe in their guys. And, you know, sometimes that can be a huge determining factor, continuity, playing for the guy next to you, the coaching staff believing in the players, the players believing in the coaches. I know it all kind of sounds cliche and everything, but I think Really, when this team believes and they believe all the time, you know, they, they can do anything they want to. Now, the injuries have taken a toll and, 
you know, you have to temper expectations to a degree. These divisional games always have an extra little bit of oomph to them. But I think when you look at it, this will be a good game. But one, the Ravens, you know, could be able to pull out on top and especially one that they need because the Ravens have Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland over the next three weeks while the Browns have Baltimore by Baltimore. And finally, Aaron Rodgers is now bearing his feet on Zoom conferences. Yes, you heard that right. In what seemed to be an apparent joking tone, Rodgers claimed he had COVID toe in response to what ails his foot. COVID toe, a real thing. You can Google it. When he was talking on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday, some found it not so joking as an article in the Wall Street Journal made it seem like Rodgers was in fact admitting he had COVID toe. Rogers responded by lifting his bare foot up to the camera in a Zoom conference on Wednesday saying, I have a fractured toe, so I expect a full apology from Molly Knight, by the way, who did not write the article. And whoever the editor was, I did get a kick out of reading that article, Rogers said on his Zoom press conference. As I said, Molly is not the article of that Wall Street Journal piece, but David Bakhtiari, offensive tackle for Aaron Rodgers, always protecting him clapped back at her for posting the article on her Twitter feed. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now, go to Locked On Bet so you can make a little do-re-mi. Download and subscribe, free and available on all platforms. Coming up Monday, we recap all the carnage from the gridiron over the weekend. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.